Welcome to the Dep. I'm your host, Carl Thomas, and this is a rewatchable episode with our guest, Terry St. Marie. We interviewed her a year ago, and at the end of 2019, Prevention Codenege and DG had to say goodbye to their one and only director, Terry St. Marie. She is the reason why we have a podcast. Um, she is the, the person that gave me a chance to make a difference in my community by being a community worker. And for that, I cannot thank you enough. Words were exchanged, tears were shed at our final Christmas um, party together. I wish you all the best, Terry, in your future. So we replay our interview. And uh, yeah, the best boss I ever had. Start the pod. And you'll hear me say start the pod again because, like I said, it's a rewatchable episode, which I guess you understand because you're tuning in again. Right. Start the pod. Again. Code switching at work. We all did it at some point. You speak to some colleagues different than you do with others. How about when your boss walks in? Probably automatically change your dialect to make your boss feel at ease. We get to sit down with the boss herself for prevention, Kodanej and DG, and I am letting you know I never had to code switch for her, and that's the type of boss I have. Terry sent me boss. Hi, my name is Lynn Worrell. I'm the founder of a community organization called Word, writing our rhymes down, and I am a youth worker at the Calful Jeunesse Emploi of NDG. Hi, my name is Carl Thomas. I'm a community worker for Prevention Codenege NDG, and welcome to The Dep. The Dep, a podcast about community service work in your neighborhood. Best boss ever, according to this whiteboard right beside me at Prevention NDG's location. <laughs> we have Terry in the house, <laughs> the boss, the boss herself, yeah. Terry, Here I am. welcome to The Dep. Thank you so much. Nice. Do you want to introduce yourself real quick? Sure. I'm Terry St. Marie, and I'm the Executive Director of Prevention Cotonation DG. Well, we're a nonprofit organization that work in, surprise, surprise, Cotonation DG. <laughs> uh, we've been around since 1988. Holy. Yeah. The year I was Not born. me, but. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> and basically our mission is to, I know it sounds kind of trite, but to improve the quality of life for people. And uh, we run about 20 different programs and projects now in order to do that. Okay. I'm going to ask you something. Sure. Very, very straightforward. And you have to be honest with me. Absolutely. Which one is your favorite program? I don't have a, I don't have a favorite program. You sure? Absolutely. Okay. So I'm not sure if it's clear or if people haven't made the link. They're following Carl works for Terry. <laughs> <laughs> He's paid to make me look good. Yeah, make me sound good sure. today. Um, oh, no, go ahead. Um, I like that quality of life and improving the quality of life is in your mission statement. So how does improving a person's quality of life look like to you? Well, it's not really what it looks like to me. It basically, yeah. what it looks like to the person that we're uh, trying to work with. Uh, in the past, our our first project was Tandem, which is City of Montreal's crime prevention program. And back then, 
It was to make them feel a little safer in their home or on the street or in the neighborhood that they um, that they worked or played in. So uh, improving their quality of life was simply like checking out the security of their home um, so that someone wouldn't feel that someone would break in in the middle of the night. Or someone says, you know, I love NDG, but I'm scared to go out at night. So we would work with them to try to improve their quality of life and tell them that they have every right to be outside at night. Um, through like a marche exploratoire, like a safety audit, or uh, trying to um, play the what-if game with kids who are going home, who are worried about going home from school and and worried that they were going to be bullied, or to work with their parents on worried that their children would be kidnapped. And so all these things together, we we try to individualize um, our services to them. Or also, if a street, because back in the day, I used to run the Neighborhood Watch program. So if a street felt that they were not secure, so we would go out and have a conversation about that. Mm. So it really is uh, by the individual, by the community, what's going on in their neighborhood, what are the, the issues that are affecting a neighborhood on that given day. And then... Um, to try to find solutions or to just be a resource for them as well. Mm. And that's, you know, how outreach came to be too, is, is also that through our programs, we found that there were a lot of youth who were, um, you know, looking to ask a lot of questions and no one out there that can answer them. A lot of community organizations are in their organizations so people would have to come in and ask for help mm-hmm. but this way we would have people directly on the street to say where can i play basketball or where can i find a job or where you know um i'm having trouble at home what can i do so all these types of things um can can improve the quality of life mm-hmm. of someone I spoke too much. No, no, no. no that was that was great. It's like a, <laughs> you are being interviewed. <laughs> right, that's yeah, true. Yeah. That's why you're the boss. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Um, so do you want to start? Okay, well, I guess we did already. But um, so you said it started in 1988? Yes. How did you end up by having basically one program to 20? What um, was like the, the so, process of so yeah, I the evolution? I started in 1990. Mm-hmm. I... Um, graduated from Carleton in Ottawa um, with my degree in psychology with a specialization of criminology. I toyed with the idea of becoming a police officer and then thought, no, not for me. So I moved back to Montreal where I live and a friend of mine, Zane Karitko, who was the the youth manager at the Y, said, there's an opening for you and it is a perfect job for you. It's a perfect job for me. And they said, yeah, it would be a crime prevention counselor, so you need some criminology. Um, And you have the gift of gab, and you like to talk to people, and you like people, so uh, there's an opening in NDG. So I was like, okay, Okay. well, I don't really know NDG a lot, so Mm -hmm. off I went. I was on the West Island in Pierrefonds, living with my parents in Pierrefonds. And uh, (laughs) so I came, and I had a two-hour interview. Um, wow, that's long. Really yeah, long. But long. I think it was an interview kind of like um, bonding. <laughs> well, bonding with the coordinator because mm-hmm. she and I got along really well. Okay. Uh, Dina Ken, who also now lives on the West Island. She was the coordinator of the tandem program for NDG at the time. 
So, you know, two hours later and I said, I think I might get, get this job. So I went home and then a couple of days later, she called and said, you got the job. And I was like, yay. So uh, that's how I started. And I was given the Neighborhood Watch dossier and some day camp sessions, I think. Okay. That's how I started. And then how the project started like piling up or adding on? Well, I think, well, each project came along, um, has its own like life story or birth story through Prev. Let's talk about outreach. Okay. (laughs) Well, in 2005, um, the, in Cotonage, there was a, uh, a need for an outreach worker. There had been an outreach worker, and I guess I, I didn't know him very well, but he had left a quite a void okay. uh, in the community. But they couldn't. The Tabjanes, who is made up of like twenty five groups in Cotonage, like there is a Tabjanes in NDG, they didn't know who would be fiduciary for this project. Like who would run this type of project? And one of the things that set us apart not that we were banging on the door to run the project Mm -hmm. but something that set us apart was that we didn't offer services like we didn't offer programming for youth so at that time at the time so who better than us that were extremely objective and very neutral Mm -hmm. so we always said let's say carrefour jeunesse emploi has an outreach worker Mm -hmm. well obviously because they work for Carrefour yeah, Jeunesse yeah. Emploi, they're going to move yeah. everyone to Carrefour Jeunesse Emploi. Yeah. So the one thing that set us apart was we weren't going to push people to Prev. We didn't run any programs. Mm. So, so if someone came up and said, um, where is their basketball? Well, they could say, okay, well, there's mountain sites, and then there's this place and this place, and and the Ma- uh, Maison des Jeunes. So we were kind of neutral in all this. We weren't pushing for one organization or another. So then they said, well, that's a perfect group to be fiduciary. Plus, we had a bit of credibility in running two other projects in the past. So they thought that this, and plus, it, we thought it was going to be short term, but it wasn't. Yeah. And at the same time in NDG, there was the same type of thing that there was an organization who had an outreach worker. And, um, it wasn't working out, so we were asked if we would take on the rest of their contract, mm-hmm. um, hire someone, and put them in place. And then, uh, and that was Kirby at the oh. time. So uh, we moved Kirby to Kirby moved to NDG and yeah. started working there. And then, and then we kept applying for the same project over and over again. And now we have uh, six youth outreach workers and three, kind of three. Yeah. Uh, for seniors, because mm. outreach is the way to reach people. And I'm one of those six people that she mentioned earlier. Just saying. <laughs> um, That's awesome. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that you say that because I feel like I see prev everywhere. So you saying that there's that there's not programming. I was like, oh, I didn't notice you at the time. So like, but so how does programming look like at Prev? Like, is there and there is programming now? There's programming now. Like, for instance, Carl's uh, Sport as mm-hmm. program. He came to us and said, you know, uh, we could use some time where I, as the outreach worker, Carl, mm-hmm. could drop in and and see youth. Mm-hmm. So we were able. We were lucky enough to have a great relationship with the city with Nadia and and we were able to get a, f- a gym space. Mm-hmm. Correct? Yeah, exactly. Um in K- 
Cote de Neige, again, an outreach worker came to us, Macalin at the time, and said, we have kids who are um, hanging out in the Plaza Cote de Neige parking lot, jumping on cars. Well, jumping on other people's cars are kind of frowned upon. So, mm. um, but he saw a need for a parcours project. So, lo and behold, he worked with, again, the city for gym space. And there's a parcours project now where kids can go and do free running and Mm. jumping on walls and yeah. things that I, I really don't understand. But <laughs> but it brings the kids out from hanging out, you know, in the plaza so they have a place to go. Hey, hey, this podcast is brought to you by Prevention, Codenege, and DG. Don't forget to subscribe to the Deb Podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. We also run other projects, which is... I better mention them because they won't be very happy, but yeah. it's genders and equality. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Are you sure? Yeah. And we co-run the, we also do uh, stuff on Walkley and we co-run the Walkley Center. Mm, oh, that's co-run. Co-run. Okay. Yes. Caddy's there, but it's co-run. Caddy works for Camille Jeunesse. Okay. Uh, and they're one of the people who are on the, um, the provisionary board, which is no longer provisionary. They're on the board mm-hmm. um, with us, with Prev and the city of Montreal. See, people got to be resourceful. Yeah. uh, So we do that in our spare time. Yeah. yeah. So um, just to let people know, we're in an office and someone has, that's what Lynn mentioned at the beginning, that you're the best boss ever. I see that. So for someone to write that (laughs) on a whiteboard talking about you. Yeah. I think. What kind of boss are you? Oh, what kind of boss am I? E-V-A-H. Eva. Yes, Eva. I see that. Best boss Eva. With a little heart. Yeah. And my business card in case she doesn't in case she can't remember who I am. Yeah. Well, I um I think I'm pretty uh empathic. Empathic? Empathetic? Mm-hmm. Empathetic. Mm-hmm. Huh? Um yeah, you're the boss. I'm like okay. <laughs> I will not be correct. I am an empath and I'm empathetic. I think I need, yeah, that's one of the qualities that you definitely need Mm. because, and and having been there, I know what people go through. Like, you know, Joe at Tandem, he does sessions in schools. And, you know, after six, seven sessions in the day, you're exhausted. And and he can actually say that to me because I've done it and I can agree with him that absolutely. Like, you're doing a speech, same 45-minute class, workshop, six, seven times a day. It's, there's nothing left when you're finished. But I think a sense of humor is always good. I think that as important as their jobs are, um, we've said, and someone in the community said it, it's not brain surgery. So if you need a day off, you Mm -hmm. need to take a day off. Like, the world won't fall apart if you need a day off. Did you figure that out, or someone had to tell? No, you? I I don't follow those rules. Okay, that's what I because t- I was about to tell you. Come you on, did not no, I don't follow those rules because okay. I let you guys do that. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, sense of humor. Um, You're I don't know, open Carl. Your door closed. Well, I'm, I know how you are, but the people listening, they don't. So it's important. So well, you know me like closed. I don't know me. I mean, I. Mm-hmm. How would you describe Terry? She's the type of person that it's approachable. I, I don't know if you said that, but you're very approachable. I didn't say that, but um, thanks. Type of person that if you're going through something, you don't have to hide it from her. And uh, type of person also, let's say, you know, when you call sick, you don't have to pretend to, 
to do the whole <laughs> shenanigan of <laughs> like you could just tell her that you need a day and that you know you're not feeling well and that you're trying to recoup to get back to work so you don't even need an excuse like yeah. we we were just talking about that today mm-hmm. at our at our shanuni which are our staff meetings like we all have 10 personal days yeah. so you don't have to call and say oh i'm sorry i'm not coming yeah like mm-hmm. people used to do in the past so it's just i'm taking a personal day and you don't even have to explain why and mm-hmm. you know spend half an hour mm-hmm. to try to figure out you know what should i say or mm-hmm. so it's just a day like you you can take it. and also i think she, like the uh, a thing that that's uh that i really like about you as a boss is that you make people feel comfortable like you make, let's say, either Thanks, you're Kyle. new, either you're you're you've been there for a while, you get comfortable. Um, you're never the type of person. Let's say, if we're having a conversation, I don't know if it happens in in other places, but it doesn't happen to us when your boss walks in and let's say you're on a specific topic <laughs> or talking about something other than work. That if she walks in, you'll be like, oh well, we'll switch right away. And um, yeah, like people, your workers, you could see it also. We invite you to staff barbecues. That's true. Um, we do activities together. Yeah. Um, yes. So it's it's you really embrace the what is the community um, in the way that you treat your employees. Mm, so uh, and we appreciate that. Thank you very so that's much. That's why bro. you end up with uh, you know employees having that best, boss, best ever? boss ever. Nice on their board and. Um, yeah. I've also heard that people have turned to you for consulting as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Give advice and guidance. Even not team members, even yeah. people in the community. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Consulting, advice, life so, issues. Nice. <laughs> All those type of things, yeah. What other programs, you know, before they get jealous? Yes, like, we better, we better oh, make sure that everyone about, is mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, your logo <clears throat> has... One, two, three, four, five, six. Exactly. Oh, exactly. So talk about the colors if you want. So our logo has six colors and each color represents a division or a department. We're still not sure what we're going to call them. Mm-hmm. So red is the tandem program. Mm-hmm. City of Montreal's urban security program. It's been going on for a long time. Uh, the green is the Equicarte, which is the City of Montreal's environmental program. Um, again, we've been running that since 2002. That's with Nikki. <clears throat> exactly. Nikki's our coordinator. Uh, the uh, teal blue or turquoise is our outreach and again six youth (laughs) outreach workers and uh, two with well three really uh, outreach workers for seniors or senior programming um, which started in 2012 our first outreach worker for seniors um, because we like the idea so much with youth uh, outreach and we found that so many seniors are isolated living alone So what better way, because they are, they, I'm generalizing, but some are fearful and coming into an office, they're um, not sure, you know, what the rules are, Uh, getting around is difficult, Mm -hmm. uh, forgetfulness, dementia. Mm -hmm. So all these things make it easier that if we have someone again on the street who can, is a lot more approachable, we think that works. Mm -hmm. And it is. Uh, we have an urban arts program, which is uh, graffiti, like murals, creation mm, of murals. Beautiful arts. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Like, well, I love that one right by the formerly known as Kushtar. The one, oh, the the one with the Our Lady of Grace. Yeah, yeah that was our first big one. That's yeah. a, a classic. That's yeah, a yeah. And um, 
uh, Guillaume also does uh, work in schools, uh, like more uh, prevention of vandalism as opposed to graffiti, because graffiti is such a big topic. Yeah. In the past, he's famous, we... famous, by the way. Oh, yeah. He's, yeah. like, okay. yeah, worldwide he's famous. The, he's come to the CJE. Absolutely. Yeah. This guy goes to L.A. He yeah. tours the world. Puerto like Rico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm going to do a mural in a hotel in Calgary. Yeah. It's like, okay. For sure. Thank you. Um, also, <laughs> he does... Absolutely, he deserves it. Um, we used to do removal in the past. We would remove uh, tags on um, private homes, but we no longer do that. Uh, the Orange is for Genders and Equality, which used to be called Hypersexualization Program. Mm. Um, and the that, name switched. Yeah, we we want to make it a little more um, accessible. Just no, broad. Yeah. Okay. They, we wanted to, I think, catch a few more projects that weren't mm. just hypersexualization, okay, okay, but more okay. the whole equality, um, young men and young women, and oh, and nice. sexual exploitation and all for those sure. things. So that covers uh, the whole genders inequality, which great is, workers in that program, by the yeah, way. Yeah, 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 really great workers. Um, very committed. Mm-hmm. And last but not least, the purple is uh, Walkley. There was a démarche de, of revitalization around that area. Um, and again, it's an area that I've worked in since 1990. Um, but also, we have now a. a a community mobilizer who works there. That's Jennifer. She kind of does outreach, but mm-hmm. kind of does works more one-on-one with uh, families. Mm. And when she's not here, we use her office to record our podcast. This is her office. Yeah, this right. is her whiteboard. Yeah. Yes. This is her whiteboard, she, yeah. she wrote that, that message. <laughs> right. And she has an ongoing to-do that I'm reading. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and uh, like I said, last but not least, since 2011, we've been uh, helping run the Walkley Center. Now that you spoke, I, I, I think you covered, and if you didn't... Well, I think well, I think I did. <laughs> I if, think I've covered all Yeah, that. exactly. And if you didn't, in case that somebody felt forgotten, it's not our fault, okay? Well, they'll be, <laughs> they'll be invited to come. Yeah, exactly. Come come to the yeah. pod. Um, <laughs> she has Terry, no administration staff around her. So yeah. <laughs> no, I do not. It's just her. Terry, after so many years working in a community, what keeps you going? He didn't pick like the right. so many so many projects every year that I see coming in, coming out. Mm-hmm. The staff they come in. Some some of your staff like like me. I've been working for you for ten years. Now, I know. So. Wow. Yeah, yeah. It's been yeah. a while. So what keeps you going to to come every day at work? I think. Well, I mean, some days are easier than others, but I think what makes what keeps me coming into work is. Um, because I don't see the people that you work with, mm-hmm. um, but I know the impact that you are all having on the community. So I think what makes me come in is the team, all nice. of you. Um, and I, cause I know that some days it's not easier, f- not easy for you guys. So just to be in there and to say that, you know, everything's going to be fine or it's okay to have a bad day. I think that's what wakes me up in the morning. Nice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And what's the next plan? Um, maybe not. Maybe to take, not to take <laughs> on any more projects. Because uh, I think we're at our, you know, at our capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'd like to see. Obviously. Oh well. 
my job is now to try to raise some funds for the mission of the organization because right now we do uh, funding by projects. It's gestion par projet. So each project has its own funds. And that's really not a fun way to go because someone loses their funds. It's like, you know, that we, you don't want to show someone, or show someone the door is not the right way, but you don't want to ask them to leave because their funding is, has been cut. So what we're trying to do, and because, you know, administratively, like you said, it's me and uh, now with Saka, who's doing, um, communications and development and those because those are the two things that I haven't been able to I don't have I yeah. just don't I can't I yeah. and we have Bridget who's there four days a week but she does you know the payroll and all those she pays all the bills and she makes sure that everybody's hours are in on time and yeah. all those types of things so and that's it so basically you know to have mission funding to be able to hire someone who can help with human resources yeah. to have someone that can help with just the accounting, like just to keep an eye on budgets um, and to get people, you know, more on the administrative, like, you know, communications and development could be two totally full-time jobs. Mm, yeah, for sure. Um, so we're, we squish Sarah with like all this work too. Mm-hmm. Um, so mission funding to me would, is our next step. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I was kind of leading to a question. I was so right now. It's it's great. I think it's great that you are investing in more infrastructure and mm-hmm. more administrative support because it's many different roles and and gears you have to switch to support your team. Yes. Um. So who do you turn to when you need advice? Oh my god! <laughs> and and oh, so wow. <laughs> who do I turn to? Oh my goodness. Like, do you have an external supervisor? Is your board available? Or is it just- no, I, I mean, I do have a great board. Um, they've been around also. They've been around for a long time. Um, and yeah, I would go to them if I had some serious issues or if I need to vent or if I just need someone to kind of reformulate everything that I've said into a proper paragraph because <laughs> yeah, 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 I do yeah, tend yeah. to I you know yeah. I am I do tend to go yeah. everywhere and when I vent I don't vent in a perfect <laughs> circle so um yeah they've been uh, great and and I'm lucky enough to have people who work for other community organizations that I can go see too um I'm not sure if you know but the all the directors in NDG are getting together and there's going to be a tab to detectar oh. um from Is that starting yeah, we're meeting, I think, mid-November, so first meeting. Yes, um, because of the strategic plan, there were a lot of things that, you know, groups want and, and people want, and it's it was resting on the, the shoulders of the directors. So we need to sit down and figure out how we're going to do all these things. Like, you know, more, uh, uh, obviously more money for community organizations and for projects and all those things. So it's nice that we can all sit down together. Plus, I think they live what I live. I mean, yeah. I know that there's a lot of talk of isolation on with outreach workers because you're alone. You're working yeah. with, but but sometimes being a director is sure. pretty isolating. Yeah. And especially if they're different crises all at the same day or same time and the phone's yeah. ringing and people are texting. Because Carl doesn't have to overlook anyone at Fred. No, well, no, just not. this. I mean, this year he did uh, Sabu, so mm-hmm. he knows yeah. what it's like. Yeah, yeah. 
It's not so easy. You have to look over 20. Everybody, yeah. 20 yeah. that are on payroll. I think we're probably more than 20. <laughs> I think so, too. Feels like it. Yeah. <laughs> but so, you know, if everyone comes to you with an issue and you have to kind of like prioritize them by issue and you don't want to sound like, you know, I don't have time for you type thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, my door's open and I'm here for you. But yeah. there are some that just need which is why HR was something you named. Oh, mm-hmm. HR. Wouldn't that be so wonderful? Underrated. It's so underrated. It needs to be everywhere. And and then I, you know, I, I hope that the staff, I mean, they like what they do. We went over our employee handbook today at the mm-hmm. office, and and I think it's it's a great document. But now it's, you know, it's to give everyone feedback and everything. It's a chunk. So, yes, HR is a definite need. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, that would be nice. HR, <laughs> communications, development, and someone to do all my budgets. Yeah. <laughs> That's a wish. If I had that, I'd never leave. Like, I would yeah. be like, I would, everybody okay? Okay? Okay, bye. Because it has, like, an impact on your morale if you're constantly catching up with the things you have to do. You know, like, absolutely. I, like, I'm sure everyone can relate to feeling busy, but, like, being busy. Being busy and not feeling like anything was done. Absolutely. There are days. Every single day. Every single day. There are days I leave and I said, what did I accomplish today? But you were busy. Oh, busy. Oh, yeah. It's not. It's like, you know, the list is long. Yeah. But, yeah, to really accomplish things, you really have to plan for that. And you really need to. I think we underestimate how much um, headspace we need for problem solving, too. You know? Always running off the seat of your pants and and you know because i i think i'm empathetic empathetic here's that word again that i'm but you know when someone comes to you with a a big issue it takes a lot of energy out of you Mm -hmm. and that other person may not even know that so you know they walk out they feel good or whatever and you're like i'm exhausted it's like (laughs) don't ask me to do anything anymore like don't i'm done yeah yeah seriously (laughs) but even like tonight i'm and and that's kind of rare i don't usually work 18 hour days but like tonight i'm going to go home and continue with the application for funding only because there's just not a you know not more time so but well thank you for stopping and for taking time to do, a, you know, an episode with us. I'm so, I'm so happy that you actually asked me because <laughs> I've heard a lot about this podcast. <laughs> and, and you're the reason why the podcast is here. So. Well, yeah. Um, and I think it's, I, I think it's great to hear all the different hats that you wear and just like kind of, you know, get an idea of what you do. Thank you. It's good cool. to be here. Thank you so much. Nice. And I think that's it. That's it for me. Mm-hmm. We're good? Yeah. All right. All right. It was nice to have you. It was nice being had. All right, I'm going to the depth.